The following podcast contains spoilers for Klaus. You have been merry warned, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your old jolly John John Jingle Jangle Bitch Glenn. Jingle Bitch. Sorry, continue. Along with your smelly goober heaven self, Miguel Magusto. Hello. Why am I smelly? Yeah, I don't know. You just smell delightful. <laughs> oh, okay. You smell like okay. a goober. I, it's a good kind of smelly, not a, yes. uh, a bad guy smell. Okay. <laughs> How you been, Glenn? Oh, I'm, I'm fantastic after that. That, that yeah, warmed my here. spirits, shall same I say. Same here, yeah. So uh, I guess we should just jump on into it. Have, have you seen any movies this week I have that you wish to discuss? Two movies in in an anime that everybody cringes at. So let's let's just jump into the the show or the, the movie that I watched, uh, which was 37 seconds. Or seconds, Jesus. Um it was about this uh, this girl who, uh, let, let me actually read this. She uh, suffers from cerebral palsy and she's kind of like handicapped, but she's a 23-year-old comic artist and she's fantastic at her job. And she's just, uh, it's kind of like a Carrie type movie where she's like mm-hmm. kind of like trapped with her mom who's like overbearing and just doesn't want her to face the troubles of the world. So she does everything for her and doesn't think she can do anything. Yep. Which it made for a really powerful movie because she's trying to branch out, figure out who she is. And she's just at home, kind of not suffering, but she's just over barren, barren, born, mm-hmm. Beruvians um, <laughs> by by her mother. So that was, a, that was a really great movie. I honestly recommend that. And then the other movie, which I know you will uh, splooge your splodges over, is uh, The Producers, mm-hmm. the 2005 um, adaptation of. Uh, yep. Mel Brooks's. Yep. The, uh, well, the, the adaptation of the stage play, which is an adaptation of the yes. movie with Zero Mustel and Gene Wilder. Uh, and this one is starring Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, Will Ferrell, Uma Thurman, and a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, as soon as, uh, as you saw as soon as you saw me on Instagram post like oh now watching you fluttered over like a little butterfly oh yeah it's one of my favorite movies said it's, my it's, baby boy it's one of my favorite bitch. musicals de- definitely and then one of my beloved movies and it's it's uh what did you think of it i know yeah, we already I, discussed I went into it, but... it um i'm not really a musical guy like uh yeah. even like like theaters and stuff like that like uh like theater plays and stuff like that i'm not really that's not really my my thing i'm more of a just sit me in front of a TV and watch a movie type guy, like action and all that. Yeah. Uh, nitty gritty. But this, this was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. This this was like, it, it took away all that like, and again, like this is this is just, they're not for me. So like, I can't like argue against it. Like, mm-hmm. like I know why people love them. They're great. But like, I don't know, that's not my type of thing. But this took all of that and it didn't make it feel like it was just that. It was all... It was mainly pinpointed on the comedy of it all yeah. and how just fun it was. And Nathan Lane, I always knew, I, this is the main reason I watched it. I love Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I the one movie in the 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 bird cage with Robin Williams. Oh my oh, god, he, he's hilarious. Hilarious, he's, he's so movie. good. So, and, and he's great in this too. Um, yeah, specifically uh, when he's singing the song "Betrayed" and he starts having flashbacks of someone else's life. Yeah, he's like, it, "What am I? This isn't yeah. my life." Yeah, and there's so many good good parts in that. I actually, because I saw you watch it, I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love it so much. I actually watched it. Uh, Colin and I uh, and my family went to go see it Christmas Day in 2005 uh, when it was in theaters. And yeah. I hadn't seen the uh, the Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder original. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't even know what to expect. And I was just, Colin and I were just laughing our asses off the whole time. Yeah, it's it's a hilarious movie. And the, the ratings on at least the letterbox here are three. And that kind of blows my mind. Oh, yeah. like it's, it's just, I feel like a lot of people who don't like musicals put that in their rating. Where they're yeah. just like, oh, I don't like musicals. So I'm going to give this a low rating. Like, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um see like I, I like I like some like I like La La Land I know a good portion of people don't really enjoy that and they just hated the ending or something like that uh, the I ending's like La La the Land. best part yeah I, I, I liked the ending a lot yeah like, it would have been I, boring if they did if they yeah. I just genuinely you know. like the movie and the the great greatest showman yeah uh, although the you like Les Mis too right one. absolutely yeah so like there's a good portion of them that I like it's just I don't go to them I think you, know? you were kind of like me because mm-hmm. I, I used to think I didn't like musicals as well, but I don't like the golden era, quote unquote, of musicals with like Oklahoma, uh, My Fair Lady, mm-hmm. all those like stupid posh yeah. things. Like the, the only one from that era I, I like is probably West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And even that one I don't like as much as yeah, uh, that's, that's one that know, I still have ones. to watch as well. But, but uh, yeah, I, I love musicals. But I, I do, I don't like stereotypical musicals, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And this borders stereotypical but still kind of pokes fun oh yeah so it's it, it's, it definitely is over not overwashed but it's just overlapped by the comedy of it yeah it's just that's that's the pinpoint of it all and i have to watch the the original producers like this is i walked into this one just because i was like i gotta watch this mm-hmm. just, just it's been on my list i'm gonna do it so like i gotta watch both but i did watch this one and uh yeah other than the uh, the anime that I watched, this that was all that I watched, and that was a uh, Demon Slayer, and that was that was pretty great. I won't get into that. That's for the my other Weeb channel. I made a movie when I was eighteen called Colin and Gorman Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. and it was so stupid but fun fun to make. Um, yeah. Anyway, anytime I he- hear people talk about that anime, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it only fits. Yeah. So before we recorded this, I started a 14th movie, but I'm going to save that for next week since I haven't finished watching it. All right. Uh, I not including the producers because that was a rewatch. I've watched 13 movies uh, because I'm really I'm so close to hitting a, mo- a movie a day average. That I'm just kind of like trying to push through them, and I do apologize that these intros have been so long because of my. Listen, <laughs> my it's ridiculous. impressive. Yeah. Uh, so the first one I watched uh, last week was the taking of Deborah Logan, which is like a found footage documentary style possession movie. Um, it's it's all right, you know, for being of that very tired genre. I thought it did a lot of refreshing things. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I didn't like about it is that it had. Uh, very unethical filmmakers behind the camera of the documentary they're shooting. Yeah. In a way that like 
no documentarian would ever do it because mm. documentarians specifically are very ethical people because uh, they're they're they have like journalistic integrity and everything. Yeah, and in this. The they're like recording when people don't want to be recorded and oh that's fucked yeah and and uh, and also lying to try to get people to give them what they want it's just it's it's very yeah. unethical that's really the only problem no one else is going to think about that but they did pretty much everything that in my documentary documentary class they said not to do because you really when when especially with documentaries since most people are working for free mm-hmm. um. You, that you want to be as ethical as possible doing that. So that's the only thing that bothered me. Other than that, it's a fine movie. Uh, then I watched Romancing the Stone and The Jewel of the Nile, which is the sequel to Romancing the Stone mm-hmm. uh, with Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner from the 80s. Uh, Romancing the Stone I really enjoyed. I thought it was a, a good movie. Uh, Jewel of the Nile, not so much. Still pretty entertaining, but, uh, you know, it, it didn't have the same fun aspects of romancing the stone and kind of just replayed some of the same parts if, yeah. if that makes sense uh but they're both pretty good then i watched tangerine which is directed by the guy who did florida the florida project which i believe we talked about on this channel yeah uh on this podcast rather uh tangerine was his first feature film which was shot entirely on an iphone 5 uh and follows two uh to trans transsexual uh prostitutes and as they're like kind of going through their day it was really interesting and funny and entertaining i really enjoyed it um and then it has one of the guys who plays the one of the adult kids in the it movies the new it movies yeah yeah. he plays the pimp at the end and i was not expecting that (laughs) and it just was it the good looking one or was it the no uh... he, he was the 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 um the one, the the one who always thought he was sick when he was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget his name, but he he's uh, yeah, the adult version of him plays That's the pimp. Hilarious. And had I not known that guy already, I probably would not have thought about it. But mm-hmm. because I've seen him in that, it just kind of threw me off. So yeah, that was Tangerine. Then I watched a movie called Ingrid Goes West, which is with uh, God. Why is her name blanking? Uh, Audrey Plaza Aubrey Plaza yeah and uh, Elizabeth Olsen O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Wyatt Russell Mm -hmm. Uh, honestly better than I thought it was going to be I'm not a huge fan of Aubrey Plaza because I feel like she tries too hard but in this she was really good she kind of plays like this this, um, person who suffers from like delusions and everything Yeah, who follows this Instagram person and like kind of forces her way into being becoming friends with her um pretty interesting uh it's it's a decent movie overall uh like i said i'm not a huge fan of aubrey plaza so if you are you'll probably like this movie more but i i was impressed with it then i watched ghost stories which is about this guy who's trying to prove that ghosts don't exist and he's given information about three ghost stories which are impossible to prove Mm -hmm. and i can't or disprove rather and i can't say anything more without giving it away um, so I, I do suggest that it has Martin Freeman in it if you're interested. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he, it's it's pretty good. Pretty good on the scares. It's it's a it's a solid horror movie. 
uh, and I, I suggest people check it out. Then I watched Missing Link, which is, was another Academy Award nominated film for uh, animated film from last year. That one's got Hugh um, Jackman, right? Hugh Jackman, uh, Zach Galifianakis, mm-hmm. uh, Zoe Saldana, um, and it is by the studio Leica, which did Kubo and the Two Strings, Paranorman, Coraline, uh, all those movies, uh, Box Trolls. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really good. Definitely better than Toy Story 4, which won pretty much. I, I At this point, I have seen every single film nominated for Best Animated Feature last year. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story 4 won, and all four others are way better than Toy Story 4. And that just goes to prove that <laughs> everyone it's... that votes does not yeah either thinks that they're going to get, like, the next Disney movie or whatever if they vote for Disney, but... It's funny because I refuse to watch Disney or uh, Disney <laughs> Toy Story four. Yeah, I just, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. I fine, don't want to stray away from the the trilogy that I have in yeah, my eyes. It definitely ruins the trilogy in a way, but it's like I the way I look. I I watched it, but I'm ignoring it. Yeah, like I've seen it. It's decent. If it was like two or something, it would have been fine. But it, mm-hmm. it's completely unnecessary. Um, and then I watched Klaus, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, and then I watched Tron from the eighties. Uh, I had seen Tron Legacy, but I had not seen the uh, original Tron. Yeah, that's that's one that I have to watch also. Yeah. I did not like Tron Legacy, and I thought maybe I would like Tron, and I did not like Tron. Uh, <laughs> they're both they're both pretty boring, in my opinion. I know the, um, the soundtrack is the main reason everybody fluttered to Tron Legacy, which oh, yeah. I, Daft I Punk love that did soundtrack. It, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the Tron Legacy soundtrack's great, but like the, the movies themselves are meh. Yeah. Um, I, I never, I never personally understood the, the fandom behind. It. I mean, if you like the movie, obviously, I, th- obviously I think like it was movie, mainly but. the uh, effects, which I get for that yeah. time. Uh, they were pretty impressive effects for that time, but um. But that's also coming from a guy who hasn't watched the original, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, then I watched Never Grow Old, which is a Western film from 2019 with Emil Hirsch and John Cusack. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, it was about an Irish uh, undertaker in this town where this gangster comes in and starts like killing people, but he's like too afraid to do anything about it. And he also makes money off of t- every time someone dies. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a redemption story in a way. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting, solid, solid film. Then I watched the innocence from 1961, which is based off the same novel as the haunting of blind man, blind manor is based on. Yeah. Um, which is the turn of the screw, I think is called. Uh, which I looked into it. There have been five adaptations of The Turn of the Screw, including Bly Manor, Jesus. in 2020 alone. Oh, my God. Yeah. twenty. So it must have just hit uh, um, public domain or something because that yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Uh, then I watched Sister of Mine, which has the actress who played the main girl in Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Uh, Ivana Baquero. Which we still have Baquero. to finish. <laughs> well, by we, I mean me. Yeah, I've seen it already. Um, but uh, yeah, I mainly watch it because of her, because she's gorgeous. And it's a weird movie. It's kind of like a Freudian incestuous thing going okay. on. Uh, it's it's good. I think it's done well. And... and um, if you can get over that subject matter, it's it's a decent movie, but it yeah. is that subject matter. She's fantastic in it, uh, and the person who plays her half-brother is also good in it. Uh, I do think it's a bit of a weak story, but it's it's well-made and, and uh, well-acted. 
Um, then I watched an Irish comedy called The Young Offenders, which is about these two fucking idiots who uh, from from Cork uh, Cork City who tried to travel to West Cork by bike. They're both 15 years old, so they can't drive. Mm-hmm. They travel to uh, West Cork by bike to uh, try to find a bale of cocaine that washed ashore. Naturally. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Like, I don't remember the last time I laughed out loud at a movie that, <laughs> like, the only reason I watched it was the poster of them looking very stupid. Yeah. That's the only reason I watched it, and it's really funny. You know, me in Ireland. I love Ireland. I know you so, do love you some Ireland. And, and the, the, the first couple days we spent in Cork City, so I was like, oh, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Which always makes a movie fun. If it always like, hits oh, different oh. if you uh, were there once. Yeah, if if you know where they're where they are, um, but yeah, it's it's a really funny movie. Uh, the ending kind of falters a little bit. Um, I, I'm not going to go into why, but for the most part, it's a very solid movie. It's just kind of a weak ending compared to the rest mm-hmm. of the film. Um, but that's just because it changes tone, really. But that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, and that is all I watched for this week, other than half of a movie that I'm still watching. Yeah. I'll How finish dare me for after this that up. Exactly. I'll get into that next week. But uh, let's. We both agreed that there's no news worthy of discussing. Yeah. So let's get into Klaus. Um. Hello, <laughs> Jesper Johansson, postman. Uh, Mr. Klaus, you have a gift. You were meant for making toys. So I figured if you donate your old toys, I'll deliver them for free. Tonight, I go with you. There's no need for you to come with me, really. Tonight, then. To Mr. Klaus, he'll make us a toy. <gasps> Dear Mr. Klaus. Dear Mr. Klaus. Shall we then? Yep. <gasps> Mr. Klaus is the coolest. Klaus? What about me? Ow! What the loser? Oh yeah, well if I'm a loser, <laughs> then you're you're a you're a uh, you're, too, you're too far, you're gone. A simple act of kindness always sparks another, even in a frozen faraway place. When Smearinsburg's new postman Jesper befriends toymaker Klaus, their gifts melt an age-old feud and deliver a sleigh full of holiday traditions. Mm-hmm. Who fucking nailed that? Nailed did you hear you that? Did. I heard a oh. little stumble, but you picked up and went did, Usain I Bolt did. on it. <laughs> it is directed by Sergio Pablos and Carlos Martinez Lopez. It is written by Sergio Pablos and Jim Mahoney and Zach Lewis. Uh, it features the voices of Jason Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, Rashida Jones, Will Sasso, and Joan Cusack, and Norm MacDonald's in there mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, yeah, so this was nominated for uh, Best Animated Feature in the Oscars uh, this past year. And uh, we already established that it is better than Toy Story 4, in Absolute. my opinion. Um, and Even though I didn't watch it, but still. Yeah, so like, let's just jump into it. This is... Honestly, not what I was expecting because I, I hadn't seen the trailer. I've mm-hmm. only seen the poster. I've only seen the art from it. What I thought it was was a feud between Santa and the post postman. Yeah. And what we got instead was an origin story of sorts for Santa Claus, which, you know, it's it's probably been done before. I, I 
have I can't think of anything that has done that before. Yeah, nothing really comes to mind, but it, it's definitely it, been it's, done. I'd be surprised if it hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was a really refreshing take on on Santa Claus, and uh, you know, it had a pretty entertaining plot line with with the clashing of the the two clans and everything. And mm-hmm. I thought it was was beautifully animated, had great music, and I I, I just loved it all around, really. Yeah, same. Just looking at the poster, it kind of seems more like it's animated in a breadwinner type style movie. Yeah, kind of um, uh, Cartoon Saloon is that company. Yeah. Um, so like, just looking at, I, I know even less than you going into this movie. So like, I just went into this super blind, mm-hmm. straight bird boxing it as I will. <laughs> um, and I was, uh, I might have been a little blown away. I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was definitely refreshing to. They didn't make Santa supernatural in any way. Or yeah. His name wasn't even Santa. It was just Klaus. It was just Mr. Klaus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really refreshing to not have just this this man who's just like throwing a hand around and he's creating snowflakes out of his fingertips and stuff like that. And he's got a bunch of elves. It was literally an origin story of just a man who was a woodmaker or just a woodsman and just made toys for kids when uh, he got a letter from just a... Well, it wasn't even a letter. It was just a, a kid's drawing, and he sent him a toy with the yeah. uh, postman. It was really, it's really cool to see that. And then, obviously, it escalated the the, uh, the story behind it with the kids and how like, oh, I got a toy from just fucking, this fucking guy, dude. <laughs> this is crazy. And then it just <laughs> as three year olds, yeah. The, <laughs> well, in this town, I would imagine it obviously. Oh yeah. Um. But like it just escalated and just word of mouth became became the myth itself instead of just like it became a story. It became the story we all know, which I thought was really awesome the way they did that. Oh, yeah. Um, it, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was very touching in a way. I feel like a lot of these movies, um, Christmas movies specifically, can be super preachy mm-hmm. and, and unoriginal. I thought this was told while while the lesson itself is not unoriginal or not original yeah i think the way it was told was was fairly unique mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it it kind of allowed comedy to happen it wasn't just like forcing jokes and 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 bits down your throat it just kind of allowed things to happen yeah um and and even had some terror in there a little bit you know accompanied with with laughs from jason schwartzman's reaction to everything mm-hmm. but uh i mean when when he first comes into the town and you see that giant whale skull ju- or skeleton yeah. just hanging that's a pretty terrifying thing especially yeah. if you're a kid and and um i i thought it was just very ha- having the spirit of christmas without really mentioning christmas very often i think they mentioned christmas once as like the timetable for when he has to hit his uh, quota for letters. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it, it, like like you said, like he's not a supernatural force. He's a human. Um, and we got into spoilers. So once he dies, he becomes a supernatural force. But like, it's not something that just. Yeah, he's not just there. automatically gifted with these these powers of Christmas, or shall yeah. I say? And the the heartbreaking backstory of this husband and wife who kind of lived on their own and and then the wife died and he was on his own away from civilization and mm-hmm. it just kind of created this depth that you don't really get in kids movies very much anymore 
Um, and that's not like to say that it's unheard of, but it, it is it is more rare that kids movies have this depth. Uh, obviously, movies like made by Pixar and everything do, but uh, it's more unusual than it is usual nowadays. Yeah, especially with, I mean, most of the movies that we are given uh, these days are just kind of like the cookie cutter formula of of Christmas movies and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. The old supernatural cheer of of cookies and stuff like that. And, exactly. And I, I felt like this was a really good origin at set place. There, I mean, there's, I really don't have any real qualms with this movie. Like the only one that I might is just like they use like two songs in the beginning of the movie that like every kids movie basically has like whoa i feel good oh yeah yeah and then then the other one which i can't think of the name it's like and they use it for like every commercial like trailer for a kids movie like i don't remember the actual song but other than those two the actual soundtrack like when uh, they had the, uh, I can't, I don't know the name of the song. When they had the girl singing, it was like really touching. It made me move. I was like, oh, no, I got to mm. sit down. I don't know why I was standing up when I was watching a movie, but still. You've been uh, very nervous lately. Uh, um, help me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I would agree. It, it, it uh, definitely struggled with, um, you know, unique sequences, musically, musically at least, mm-hmm. in the uh, beginning. And it definitely branched out afterwards. Um I mean, the, it was it was a funny moment, especially the the one song where the, the boy I don't know the name of it. Uh, he just came back from like roasting a kid. You'd be like, "Yeah, well, you know what? Santa knows everything you're doing." And then the kid's just like, "Oh shit!" Everything. And then he walks away. It's like a drop the mic moment. So like, I mean, the the moment was funny. It was just a song that has been used all the time. Yeah, yeah. which I can only give it so much fault. So like, it's it's a good song to use for that moment, but I just. It's nitpicking. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. I'm nitpicking. <laughs> I think to, to nitpick some more, if I had one major problem with this, is it takes you quite a bit of time to like Jesper, who is voiced by Jason Schwartzman. Mm-hmm. He's kind of always uh, a skeevy son of a bitch pretty much throughout the majority of the movie. And while the arc is there, I do mm-hmm. think at the end when he's kind of forced to choose, it kind of hits you like... I don't think they showed enough where I, he. Oh yeah, he would definitely still stay there regardless if if he, if he has to or not. Um, I, I feel, feel like, like I feel like that could have been m- more smooth. Yeah, the, if he definitely opened up a little more. Yeah, like the, he obviously had the moments when he was like when they were finally like gifting all these kids. Like when they came up with the plan of Christmas, um, he was definitely opening up more, smiling more, thinking about this thing is awesome and I love doing it. But he never opened up about any of the things like that about going back home or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he did talk to at least one person, even if it was that girl who uh, Alva, yeah, the the girl who didn't speak the language that oh, everybody uh, else the, spoke, the Sami girl, Sami girl. Um, um, I, I don't think they ever say her name. Maybe yeah. it's Margu, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's, so for those of you who don't know, Sami is like an indigenous Swedish person up in the north. Uh, where they're they have a lot of shared traditions with indigenous people like in in Canada and everything mm-hmm. uh but they are indeed caucasian they're just very separated from the rest of the the world in in yeah. Scandinavia uh even separated from vikings 
back then. Um, yeah, that's that's what Sammy or Sami, Sammy, Sami, one of those two. Sammy. But yeah, I did some research after because I, I had not heard of them. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to go off the cons, uh, I loved the, all the voice acting. I love that oh, J.K. Yeah. Simmons was just like he didn't talk much until like you progressed through the movie and then he opened up. He's got such a great like. He's got such a great voice. Mm-hmm. And Rashida he's Jones. He's a yellow peen. He's a yellow M&M. Exactly. And I don't know. I don't know what it is about Rashida Jones's voice. I will always listen to it and love it forever. Oh, yeah. Um, Jason Schwartzman was fine. For some reason, watching the movie, and this isn't like a nitpick at him in any way. For some reason, watching the movie, I really wanted Ryan Reynolds to play uh, the post guy. I, I Yeah, I do think that the uh, the animation of the character better suits Ryan Reynolds. But, I mean, um, that's again, that's nothing against Jason Schwartzman. He was great. Yeah. Um, Really, every, all the voice acting was great in this movie. Um, oh, yeah. Agreed. Uh, big agreed. And it really, this was like a huge message. Like, of course, this was like a holiday Christmas movie that was about Mr. Klaus, Santa Claus, as we know him. Um, mm-hmm. But really, there was like a huge underlying topic that for reasons baffled the fuck out of me. And it's that adults, or like adults, teach all these bad habits on these kids mm-hmm. to hate each other, to hate. Like, it, it was like actually a huge topic for me in like today's like society that we live in. Oh, absolutely. In. Like, like uh, so like the the town that they are living in in um, uh, Schmierensburg, um, there's there's two rival families that duke it out against each other. Um, in this town and basically the Allen bows and the crumbs. Yep. And in, in this town, everybody hates each other. They, they try to kill each other on the constant on the daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this post dude comes and he's talking about, Hey, so this, and Mr. Klaus gives you toys and stuff like that. And they come up with these stories. They generate, and you see how innocent these kids are and that it's all just the parents manipulating them to just hate each other. And mm-hmm. you know, that, that shit hit home to me today. I was just like, Wow, they, uh, I mean, the whole Santa story was kind of, it was there, it was the major thing, but, like, they yeah. definitely just, uh, they definitely just snuck that little topic in there. I mean, it, it, it's even, like, it goes so far as when the kids stop hating each other, the parents mm-hmm. still want them to hate each other. Yeah, like, they try to, like, be like, no, you have to hate each other, this is a thing that we've been doing for yeah. generations, and fuck it just, these guys. It just makes it, like ludicrous in a way which it should be mm-hmm. uh and and it's it's i agree it's a very powerful message and and just done extremely well mm-hmm. and all in the guise of a holiday movie mm-hmm. a nice little holiday movie yeah which i mean just for those two things alone just uh, the topic that we just spoke of and then the the holiday spirit and they took it and made it an origin story instead of like a, oh santa's just this supernatural being and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think just those two topics alone should have made it a definite animated winner, but uh, yeah. Well, I, I in my personal so we had Toy Story four, uh, I lost my body, mm-hmm. missing link, Klaus, and so I didn't watch Missing Link and Toy Story four so far. There's another one too. Let me. Oh, uh, How to Train Your Dragon three. Oh yeah. Which you know still baffles it on. still baffles me because I felt like that was released like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, it felt um, like it was released three years ago. Yeah, so Toy Story four w- w- one. I personally think I lost my body is the hands down 
winner of that, but yeah. because it is more adult in its themes, it didn't really stand much of a chance, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it is unequivocally the best one out of those five. Yeah. Uh, out of the remaining three that isn't Toy Story 4, 100% it should be Klaus. Um, How to Train Your Dragon, uh, The Hidden World is still pretty good. Missing Link still pretty good. All four of those are better than Toy Story 4. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> it is what it is. We're just yeah. two It's two It's boys. like when Big Hero 6 beat out the Song of the Sea. Yeah, that was... That's a travesty, in my opinion. Absolutely. Song of the Sea is one of the greatest animated films ever made. And who even remembers Big Hero 6 other than the character design? Other than the, the, the brother dying? The well, son of a oh, bitch? Oh, you mean the, the thing the, that happens in every goddamn Disney the, movie? The best goddamn character in the whole movie dies the, in the, the beginning. The thing that happens in every goddamn Disney movie? Mm-hmm. So original. Uh, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I really have an issue with how the animated features. Uh, people really need to stop like sucking Disney's dick and just vote for who they think. And honestly, they this should go for every category. Yeah. If you are able to vote in the Academy Awards, you should have to prove that you've seen every movie nominated in that category before voting, because it is not fair otherwise. Um, and I know everyone watches Best Picture, and people would not watch. Yeah. Would not vote for Best Picture unless they watched all of them. Uh, but as far as like animated features, you can just tell. Like Big Hero 6 fucking winning. Yes, I'm still bitter about that. It was five <laughs> years ago. But there's no fucking way Big Hero 6 beats out Song of the Sea it's for okay, Best Mike, Animated this, Feature. This is our platform. We can vent as much as we want to. It, it doesn't make sense. It <laughs> doesn't make sense. No one remembers Big Hero 6 except for the kitty part and the deflated part. And it's, 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 it's the least memorable Marvel movie ever. And that's coming <laughs> from me, who doesn't care for Marvel. It is the least memorable Marvel movie ever made. And it's the least memorable uh, Disney movie ever made in the past 10 years, in my opinion. And Song of the Sea is a fucking triumph. And Cartoon Saloon deserves all the praise for that. They anyway. Do. Hey, what do you guys think you're doing? This is Smearinsburg, the unhappiest place on earth. And you two can't change that. The postman and toy maker are brainwashing everyone. We need to show people that a true selfless act always sparks another. <laughs> What's happening right now? Oh, no. Holy mother! What happened? Not a word. You just sit there. Be all magical and awesome. Jesper, we're doing it. Let's go! Oh, oh, oh! Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Really? That's how you laugh? Come on, we're running out of time. Those kids are counting on us. If we don't stop them tonight, this town will never be the same. Destroy those toys! No, 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 no! No! Ah! Ha! Eat our snow, you... They're not attached. Why aren't they attached? I thought they were attached. I would never in a million years have done what I just did if I didn't think these were attached. Always I don't have much else to say about Klaus. No, I, th- I think uh, I think we hit 
a good a good portion of the notes. I'm sure there was something, but yeah. I think I think we we we've did made it our case. Yes. So with our case being made, that brings us to the judgment. Uh, it is my pick this week, so I of course go first. Um, I think we kind of foreshadowed into what we're going to say. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. holiday movie. It's great even with the holiday aspects, which is rare for a holiday movie. Uh, and I think fully that it deserves to be on the shelf. Wow. Uh, breathtaking, really. Honestly, just e-gasp. Let me take a step back, please. How am I going to think of this one? Um, <laughs> no, I think this is actually one of the for sure better holiday movies that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that I would actually love to rewatch this again. Uh, probably, honestly, every holiday season. Yeah. I would love to sit down with my nephew and be like, kid, <laughs> this is the good stuff right here. Oh, yeah. And then punch him right in the arm. When I was I'm watching abusive. it, when I was watching it, I was thinking, I can't wait to show this to my my, my son mm-hmm. uh, arriving in April of 2021. Oh, you, did you figure out the gender? Huh? Did you figure out the gender already? Oh, yeah. We've we've had oh, that nice. for a while. So, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So I'm going to show show my little baby boy this movie. Probably next next holiday season. You're goddamn uh, right. So Klaus makes it onto the shelf with the likes of Handmaiden and Apostle. I switched it on you. <laughs> you uh, did. I I'm also going to show my son those two movies, which are very inappropriate for her. And when he's <laughs> during the same holiday season. During the same holiday. I'm going to scar that kid for Yeah, he's, he's screwed. <laughs> no. Uh, but that brings us to our plugs for next week. It is my week again. Uh, so I'm going to go first. Uh, many of us are familiar with... The uh, the new game craziness that is Among Us. That's really weird timing because there's an ad for it right at the thing I'm looking at. Uh, There are, of course, plenty of Among Us skits on YouTube. Most of them are shit. But there is one uh, on the YouTube channel. It is a four-part series as of now. I'm sure they're going to continue it uh, on Laugh Over Life on YouTube called Among Us, but it's a reality show. <laughs> um, and it's it's Among Us, but done in the, in the reality show, and it's got all the Among Us stereotypes, and it's just fun. It's dumb. I'm not going to say this is very intelligent. It's oh, a yeah. very dumb thing. It doesn't try to be anything other than dumb, and it's very entertaining. Oh, oh my God! I wonder who did that. Well, my boots are on black now. Definitely black. Guys, no, I was just black the whole time. He was doing tasks. I had to cover for black. He was gonna compromise us. So, what tasks was he doing? Yeah. Wires? Exactly. Yeah, I think it's light red. I don't know. I think it's red. Yeah, it is red. It's red. Oh, yeah. Red. I already have to deal with one dumbass, but now you're telling me I have to deal with two? And that is Among Us, but it's a reality show, uh, four-part currently series on Laugh Over Life on YouTube. There you go. Um, Mine is going to be a trailer, actually, for the uh, movie coming out called Chaos Walking. Um, Mm. I went into it. I mean, Tom Holland's, for me, Tom Holland is getting a little... way too out there like he's doing everything it seems like to me yeah not that's a good thing for him absolutely but i he's plastered on everything now and it blows my fucking mind so watching like before i even watched this trailer i was like god damn it (laughs) but this actually looked pretty good it's got tom holland uh daisy ridley 
uh, in Moss Mickelson. So, like, dear Lord, um, I guess let me let me uh, let me read the synopsis here. <laughs> what the fuck is that town name? In in Prentice Town, <laughs> is that the name of that town? In Prentice Town, Todd has been brought up to believe that the spackle released a germ that killed all women and unleashed noise on the remaining men. Uh, after discovering a patch of silence out in the swamp, his surrogate parents immediately tell him that he is to run, leaving him with a, new, a web, map of the new world, a message of unanswered questions. From the trailer, that doesn't seem anything like the fucking trailer that I watched. Yeah. But here we are. I mean, it looks good. Apparently, all the emotions and the thoughts of men are like blatantly out there to be seen. So like nobody really has privacy in all the women on this planet or town or wherever it is have been killed off or died some Definitely, way. Yeah. We'll look at to be alive. Whoa, whoa, stop! Don't come any closer. Yeah. It's a girl. Girl, girl. Oh my gosh, girl. I'm sorry. No, move on here. I've just never, ever seen a girl before. Who are you? so loud here. You call it the noise. Happened to all the men on this planet. Every thought in our heads were on display. Where are all the women? They're dead. Um, it looks really good from a sci-fi like perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we got to wait and see, but that's going to be my trailer chaos walking on YouTube. The trailer. Yeah. I like Daisy Ridley and I mm-hmm. like Mass Mickelson. Uh, Tom Holland. I'm ag- agreed. I think he's kind of oversaturated at this point, but yeah, he's even got a, another movie coming out with the Russo brothers that just, I guess, I don't know if it was today, but another oh, trailer came Russo out of that. Brothers. They're like the new James Cameron for me. Only they make more. <laughs> Anyway, so those are our plugs for this week. Glenn, it is your turn to pick the movie for next week. What is is our assignment for next week's episode? All right, so I'm going to stay on the site of Netflix. We're going to stay there for a little bit. And you know what? We're also going to connect the dots to my trailer plug that I just did. We're going to go with a movie that's got Mass Mockleson in it. Mm. (laughs) Do I speak words today? Is that a thing? I think you do. And that is going to be the movie Polar. Mm. which is a movie that I've been wanting to watch uh, for a while now. Yeah, I honestly, there's been many times where I picked this one, and I was like, ah, it's Moss Mickelson. I should just wait for Glenn to pick it. (laughs) Yeah, there was an instance where I was going to pick it, but I think we ended up shifting to a different movie. Like, it was one of those, pick A or B, Mike. And you're like, why do I have to pick it? It's your week. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this is is a movie that I've been wanting to watch. It came out in 2019, uh, roughly around January. Um, and it's just been on the list and I really want to, it's, I really want to knock it out. Um, I don't know if it actually partakes anywhere near the holiday season, but there's snow and that's good enough for me. And its (laughs) name is Polar. I like it here. It makes me peaceful. Me too. You're not from around here, are you? No, I'm retired. What was your job? I was in the funeral business. As you know, we manage the investments of our employees. If a former agent dies after retirement, their $8 million 
goes back to the company. This is a bad idea. Bang. Where the hell is he? Somebody set me up over here. You better pray you have nothing to do with it. Think of a you tried to kill the Black Kaiser. And kidnap his cute little neighbor. We should pay him so we don't have to look over our shoulder for the rest of our lives. You'll need all of it. Try not to be scared. You make mistakes when you're afraid. Thought you stopped smoking. Figured it wouldn't kill me. So, <laughs> yeah. bada bing, bada boom. Um, the synopsis is, a retiring assassin suddenly finds himself on a, the receiving end of a hit, uh, contracted by none other than his own employer seeking to cash in on the pensions of aging employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is directed by uh, Jonas Ackerland. Ooh, uh, written... ooh, mm. I'm going to have to cut you off there. Mm. It's Jonas. It's, I see, listen, I was going to go that route, but then I was like, Glenn, you're American, you don't care, just... Be an asshole. Normally, normally I'm with you, but when it comes to Scandinavian names, yeah, my people will not let me stand by. <laughs> I, I, I bow down to you. I am sorry, <laughs> especially to Giannis. Giannis, um, yeah, damn it. <laughs> uh, it was written by Jason Rothwell, um, based on the graphic uh, novel by Victor Santos. It's got Moss Michaels in it, uh, Mickelson in it, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, Catherine Winnick. Um, I personally don't know any other names. That I'll Matt think. Lucas. Matt Lucas. Good oh, old yeah, Matt Lucas. Um, so there we go. That's going to be on Netflix, Polar. Yeah. So Polar, that is our assignment for next week. Again, that is on Netflix. You can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until we get polarizing on your butts. Ho, ho, ho. We're going to watch Polar. Ho, oh, ho, my ho, God. Ho. Goodbye, everybody. Slaps kneecap. Ha-ha! <laughs>